0: Being the best, and I do that with air quotes when I say best, being the best does not guarantee success. I know that sounds like a Jesse Jackson slogan, um, or one of those, uh, what was the uh, lawyer's name? OJ's lawyer, Johnny Cochran. If it doesn't fit, you must have quit. Or Jesse Jackson, uh, What's one of those Jesse Jackson quotes that I'm thinking of? <laughs> I can't even think of it right now. It'll come to me. It'll it'll come to me later. But being the best does not guarantee success. Why? Because the quote unquote air quotes best is subjective. I've spoken about it before. I mentioned it before. Um, there's like a. 3.4 million dollar or maybe a four point three million dollar photo that is nothing more than a grass field with water behind it that a photographer took while he was playing and practicing with his camera as he was riding passenger down the street in his friend's car and it sold for like either three point four or four point three million Either way, if my numbers are wrong, still, can you imagine that? You're a big time photographer, big time clothing designer, big time record producer, whatever. And you put out what you consider to be your best work ever. And then somebody comes along and just puts out, you know, in my world, a snapshot I mean, literally a practice snapshot that somebody saw and somebody liked it, loved it, and was like, wow. And it went to an auction house and it was the bidding kept going up and up and up and up to the point where it hit multiple millions of dollars. I mean, look, just do a Google search of the world's most expensive photos. A couple of pages will come up. Um, with, you know, like eight or 10 photos that sold for hundreds of thousands up to like eight point something millions dollars. Some of them, a couple, in my opinion, they might be worth some money, but still not millions. But then again, it's all subjective. It depends on the buyer, what they see, what they saw, what they liked and whatever uses they have for it. So I can't, I guess I can't sit here and say what it is or isn't worth. It just, It depends. I mean, hell, look at the uh the Clippers basketball team. I'm not gonna say too too much about it because I don't want to get caught up or hit up for slander or anything like that. But do you think the Clippers were worth billions of dollars? I'm gonna leave that right there and just get back to where I was with this photography game. Well, at least in this particular instance with the photography game, the the 3.4 or 4.3 million dollar photo. Some $8 million photos where it's just like a lady laying on her back or there's a a photo. And I'm not talking about a nude photo or nothing sexual or anything like that. It's just a lady with a blank stare laying on her back and it sold for millions of dollars. (coughs) Excuse me. And then there's the photo of the 99 cent store. It's just a photo taken at a high angle to show all the shelves fully stocked with inventory. And that sold for a few million dollars. I mean... You know, even with the, uh, what are the things called? The NFTs or, th- you know, what, whatnot. Um, I'm, I'm <laughs> things are selling at, at exorbitant rates nowadays and nobody really knows why. And is it necessarily the best? Again, think about clothing designers, for example. I, for one, think Versace clothes are ugly as sin. You know, I, man, look. Unless it was a Halloween costume or I was making fun at a like a 70s party or something like that, you would never catch me dead in one of those shirts. I just don't find them to be good. Take Kanye West clothes for example, the Yeezys and all that stuff. Some people are paying $5,000 for shoes. I don't know if it's for clout, I don't know if it's just to showboat and say that I got it and it's nothing for me to spend the money on it, but I don't care who you are, man. I, I, I guess I can't say that because it is all subjective. It depends on who likes it and who wants it, but I just don't see the attraction to it. But if you are a clothing designer who's designed some beautiful looking garments, beautiful looking clothing, and then you see the stuff like the Yeezys come out or stuff like Versace clothes or other different clothing designs that you see at these fashion shows that I guess these clothes never make it to hit the streets, but I'm talking like, clothing that looks like trash bags or you look like cousin it where you're wearing like a lady would be wearing a dress that looks like it's covered in fur, like from head to toe or strands of hair. That don't look good, man. You know what? I'm just going to say it. That don't look good. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to bad mouth the person who designed it, but come on, man. Are you really going to see somebody walking up and down the street with a dress that looks like complete shaggy dog hair? Even if you're at one of those Hollywood elite parties, is it, is that something to wear? I don't think so. I don't, you know, I mean, I did a lot of fashion photography. I know the fashion world from a certain perspective, but I don't know runway fashion. So just sitting here thinking about it right now, I'm thinking these dresses and stuff that I was talking about the shaggy dresses, or it could be like a dress, like it looks shredded, completely shredded, just, just jacked up. Right. I'm talking about stuff that you you would never see nobody wearing anywhere, not even on red carpet events or stuff like that. I'm thinking that that is like when you go to an auto show. Like I often frequent the L.A. auto show, and it's a lot of concept cars there. Most of the time, those concept cars, they never make it to the road. They're just concepts. They're they're ideas. They're designs that the design team put together that could become something but often doesn't. Me and my brother used to go to the LA Auto Show all the time, and we see some sweet cars that we like, man, I can't wait till this hit the road, and it never hits the road, and we're wondering why. But at least those cars look sweet, but it's still, it's all relative to what I'm talking about. Those are concept cars. Maybe some of the clothing on the runway is concept clothing, just to show what the the designer can do, just to showcase their talent, maybe. I mean why else would you make something like that? And I've, I mean, I've been in all kinds of stores. I don't shop at all these kinds of stores because, you know, I just flat out say it, I'm pretty cheap. I mean, or frugal, if you want, you know, the, the, the best of my clothes come from either Macy's or old Navy and that's it, you know, and lately as, (laughs) as of lately, me working from home, man, all I do is rock shorts and sweats. But that's the good life for me. You know, I've made it to the point where I don't have to get dressed up to go anywhere uh, unless I want to. But otherwise, you're going to catch me in some shorts and sweats. But I just say that to say that I'm cheap. So maybe I don't know if these clothing, these clothing designs that I'm talking about are actually on the shelves. But again, I've never seen anybody walk in the street in some of these weird clothing designs. Even some of the weird stuff that Kanye West has made, the, the Yeezy stuff that he's made that As making him millions and billions of dollars, you know, much success to him. But uh, I don't see anybody rocking that stuff, not even in music videos. I don't watch videos a lot, but I'm sure if somebody did wear something like that in a music video, it'll probably show up on my news feed on my phone. And it hasn't. So makes me wonder, like, like, who's rocking this stuff? But being that it sells for so much money, you would think it's the best. But again, you know, again, it, it it's a hard argument because, because of the su- subjectivity of it. And what I mean is I'm sitting here making fun, making light of all these weird clothing designs and stuff, right? Or off these four point something million dollar photos. And they're really basic, just snapshots. But because of the subjectivity, how can you say what is and what isn't the best? How can you? How can you call yourself the best? They say you know the the ongoing argument forever in life will be between Michael Jordan Kobe Bryant, and LeBron James on who's the best basketball player in the world, but I've often heard talks of uh what's the dude the the goat the man goat they used to call the guy or the uh what's the other dude's name the uh sham god? I think that's they even use his crossover move. In uh, NBA basketball today, the the Shamroch, Shamgotch, something like that. It's, it's a sweet crossover where you're dribbling with one hand and you're going to fake one direction and you snatch the ball with the other hand and go that direction. And it's a sweet crossover. It's one of my favorite crossovers, even uh, prettier than Allen Iverson's crossovers. But they say those dudes were better than Michael Jordan, even in Michael Jordan's heyday, if you consider Michael Jordan to be the best basketball player of all time. You know, they say those dudes were the best, but they never made it to the NBA. Look at some of those and one players, or I don't even know if they call it and one anymore. I forget what they call it. Uh, but you know, those freestyle basketball players that I'm talking about, those dudes like that one cat, hot sauce, the professor, some of those cats that th- these dudes are just phenomenal, phenomenal athletes, phenomenal ball players, like mind blowing, but maybe. They're the best at what they do, but they're not good at team ball. But then again, you can't say that because they used to have an N1 league and they used to play against other teams and the N1 players would dominate these other teams. So I don't know why these dudes never made it to the NBA. And they're good. I mean, they're they're beyond good. They're phenomenal. And that's not subjectivity right there. The numbers don't lie. These dudes put up some serious numbers, serious assists. Serious points, good defense, like whatever. They do it. But in relation, going back, in relation to my photography or clothing design or songwriters or singers, you know, there's a lot of singers. Just think if uh, American Idol never happened, all these singers would go unknown, unheard of. Some of them can be found on MySpace. I think uh, Puffy's girlfriend, Cassie. I think that's her name, Cassie. Yep. I think she was found on MySpace and she made a career for herself. There's a couple of other people that were found on MySpace, but what about all those people out there that can like really, I mean, really sing? You know, I'm talking about voice so good that it brings a tear to your eye. You know, those type of singers. What about those undiscovered talents? You know, and there's a lot of rappers. Ah, oh, man. I'm not going to go too deep into that. I know it's a generational gap. I know maybe my parents were listening to what I listened to for rap and thought it was trash. And now I'm listening to what our kids are listening to today and thinking it's trash. But I just got to say, man, today's rap is trash, man. Today's rap. (laughs) I don't know, man. Just boo me off the stage. Whatever. Say what you want. I know it's different generations all that, but... Nah, man, nah, I'm not, nah, I'm trying to play everything down the middle and be just neutral with this, but come on, man. Some of today's rap is like, dude, for real? Like, is this the next wave of superstars? Ah, let me, let me stop before I start saying something really offensive and, 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 and ruining the uh, whole po- po- point, <laughs> ruining the whole point of this podcast episode, Uh, but, you know, going back. Again, with air quotes, being the best does not guarantee success. You know, I know of, and I'm just speaking from my photography perspective, because this is the world that I know, but just take it and relate it to your world, singer, songwriter, clothing designer, baker, uh, poet, whatever, you know, whatever your freelancing talent is, whatever your God-given talent is that you're trying to make it in this world with, just replace my photography with that. Now, I, I know some photographers out there that they've made a good living, a really good living, um, with what I consider to be not subpar or mediocre, but just average work. You know, I used to be on this, uh, web forum for photographers when I first started many years back. And everybody would, you know, share their photos and discuss work and so on and so forth. And there used to be this one cat. Of course, I'm not going to say his name, but there used to be this one cat on there. And everybody used to regard him as the godfather of photography and consider him to be one of the best. And I would look at his work for years and I'm like, there's got to be more than this. Like, I would like, I know in my world, in this world today that we all share A lot of times people don't put up their work with their website. You know what I mean? Like if you're looking for somebody's name and you're looking for somebody's work, you might find a website with just a little bit of work, but then they're like a real big success. And you're like, how can this person be that successful when they don't even have a portfolio online, but they somehow end up having a portfolio elsewhere that you just didn't find? Well, in this case, I was looking for that cat's work. I would find a couple of uh photos of his online and I'm like, come on, man. Like, nah, like you got to be kidding me. Like, show me something better. Wow. Me knock me out of my seat. Let me see something to where I'm like, Oh, okay. Now I see why everybody holds this dude in such high regard. Now I see why everybody respects his, uh, photo acumen, you know, or his his abilities, his talent. But I never, and I, and I used to, Oh man, sit there and read the forms. Sometimes I would participate. Other times I would just sit back and stalk, you know, read the lines and see what they were talking about, about him being so great. And he would look, he would drop little jewels in there every now and then. And somebody would post a photo and he would comment about what they could do to make the photo better. And then they would reply. Oh, thank you so much, man. I, I can't believe you commented on my photo. Of course, I'm gonna go out there and reshoot it and try to be like this, that and the other. And I'm like, Why? Your photo is fine on its own. You don't need this dude's input. But for some reason, everybody held this dude in high regard. Like he was the greatest thing since Ansel Adams. Since the actual first shutter snapped on a camera. And I'm like, please, somebody explain to me why. So anyway, years go by. I'm still on the forum. I'm getting tired of going on the forum. But at one point, he had went silent. So I start going back searching in the forum, wondering why is he silent all of a sudden? Why why isn't he uh, sharing his input on people's photos to make them better? Well, somebody challenged him and said, I don't know why everybody thinks your work is so great. It's mediocre at best. All you're doing is posting snapshots of a picture and everybody's sitting here giving you standing ovations and nobody knows why. And, you know, I mean, that might have been a little bit rude, a little bit harsh, but I guess the guy that challenged him was just fed up with all these accolades and not understanding why. Like this dude, the dude that I'm talking about, he wasn't published. He wasn't a published art author, published photographer. He didn't write any photography books. He didn't teach any photography classes. So it's like, why did everybody think this dude was so good? But I say all that to say it's all subjective. It's all subjective. Maybe the people who were looking at his photos were such amateurs that they thought his amateur work was great in comparison to theirs. But there were other seasoned pros on that forum. And they're like, nah, dude, like I see absolutely nothing here uh, to warrant all these accolades that you're getting. And it wasn't just people just hating. You know, it's just I, they nobody got it. I didn't get it. And I was an amateur at the time. And I absolutely didn't get it. I'm like, what is going on here? And I'm looking at my work, feeling discouraged about my work, like, man, I thought my work was good. I thought it was up to par. And then here comes this guy, and he's dropping these basic photos, and everybody's patting him on the back and carrying him around on their shoulders, like hip hip hooray for this dude. When he took a snap, and it would be a snapshot. And for those who just don't know enough f- for the photography world, You know, a snapshot is literally just point and shoot. There's no composition to the photo. You're not worrying about lighting, this, that, and the other. I mean, your lighting can be on point for the most part, but you didn't put any real thought or effort into it. It's literally just a snapshot. Like, just like what we do with our cell phones nowadays today. You know, most people... At least me, when I'm out with my cell phone, I don't use my cell phone for professional work, even though these cell phone manufacturers swear that it's just as good as the pro cameras and so on. and So, man, whatever, whatever camera, uh, camera phone, cell phone manufacturers, whatever, man, <laughs> y'all full of it. <laughs> but I digress Um his. His photos were just snapshots. They weren't well composed. I mean, they were basic. They weren't bad, but they they weren't great. So I'm saying that about him to say, I've also seen photographers that are absolutely phenomenal. And it's not just my opinion. I mean, you know, we're talking about the opinion of masses in these forums. I guess that's the only thing I can use as a uh, a, a success meter. You know, based on the forms and the reactions that these photos get. So you put up a photo of the guy that I'm talking about, and it's a snapshot. It might be well composed. It might be decent, but it's just a snapshot. And then you put up a photo, a similar photo of a really, really, really talented photographer. And the forums will let you know if it's good or not, you know, in the forums, they're giving him love and they're giving this talented photographer a lot of love. But you can clearly see the levels of difference in skill between the two. But guy number, the guy A, the, the first guy I was talking about, he gets all the accolades and becomes super successful because of all these people in his forum where guy number number B or guy letter B, they get just like, okay, yeah, your work looks good. But I'm going back over that letter A. And that's, again, that's not me hating. And that's not me seeing the quality of his work. It's not me hating on him like, oh, yeah, whatever, man. Your work is okay. It's not that good. It's not me refusing to see the quality of his work. I'm not putting him down just for the sake of putting him down. But you you just know when something's good and something's not. You know what I mean? Like back in the day, take an old school Hyundai. Take an old school Mercedes. I'm not a Mercedes fan, but when you compare it to a Hyundai, of course, you're going to choose the Mercedes as the better car, right? Well, same instance with these photos. You got photo A. It's basic. It's cool. It'll get you from point A to point B. Then you got photo B. And it's like, man, that photo is sweet. But how come photo B's photographer is not as successful as photo A? Is it a marketing thing? I don't know. But even though photo B is the quote unquote best, doesn't guarantee that success. Again, just like earlier in this episode, well, earlier when I first started talking to you guys, that photo that sold for four point something million dollars. Just look it up on Google, man. It's a green grass field and it's a little bit of water in the background and the water looks grayish because it looked like an overcast day. And the picture is just as basic as it can absolutely get. I mean, as basic as it can get. So if you search Google and look at that photo, you'll see a green and gre- green grass and gray sky. And that's all that's in the picture. I think it's water in the back in between the sky and the, uh, behind the grass and all that stuff. But it is as basic as they come and look at the price tag on that photo and look at what it's sold for. You know what I mean? And You even not being, even if you're not a photographer or you don't know anything about composition and what makes a good photo, you can clearly look at that photo and say, there's no way in hell I would pay four point something million dollars for that photo. And matter of fact, let me just go ahead right now while I'm here on my computer and I'm going to search that photo because I want to make sure I've been giving out the right price because I don't want to sit here and tell you guys. (laughs) that this photo was, ah, matter of fact, there it is. Boom. It Yep. It just showed up. All you have to do is go to Google and type in 4.3 million photo. I didn't even type in million dollar photo. Google found it for me. 4.3 million photo. And it came up. And again, it's just green grass, a little sidewalk patch, some water, more green grass, and a gray sky that's just pretty much blown out. No definition, no clouds, no Photoshop. It's as basic as they come, and somebody paid $4.3 million for that photo. Come on, man. This ain't me just sitting here hating for the sake of hating. It's like, nah, dude. And I've seen photos that, what I consider, and I think I got a pretty good eye. I've made a career out of this. I've been doing photography for, uh, well, Overall, I think I've been doing photography, what, 16 years now? Yeah, let me go ahead and, uh, hit myself off with a couple of applause for that one. You know, and I think I've developed a pretty much a pretty good eye over these years. You know, I studied photography heavily. I sacrificed everything for my photography. I studied hard to learn what's a good photo and what's not, how to, how to compose a good photo, how to recognize a good photo, not even of my own work, but just people's work out there and i've seen photos that have completely just blew my mind just jaw dropped and i'm just sitting there like i don't know what to say and all i could do is stare at the photo and just study the photo to try to get as good as that photo to try to be as good as that photographer you know but then you got these photos like the the one guy in the forum i'm talking about that was just taking basic snapshots but he made a good success out of his life You know, and again, it sounds like I'm hating, but I'm not. I'm just saying that being, even though you might create something that's the best, doesn't guarantee that you're going to be successful. Again, the basketball players that were better than Jordan Bryant and James, you know, better than those guys that never made it to the league, the N1 guys that they made some success for themselves, but they never made it to the league. They never made NBA league money and they're immensely talented, you know? Those guys would be considered the best because I know uh, I'm I'm not the best basketball player. I I can shoot a good three pointer every now and then, you know, but I'm not the best basketball player. But I could tell you just looking at how those N1 players play, they're better than some of the guys that are in the league today. That is absolutely for sure. That's not bias. You know, you don't need a trained eye to see that. But again, being the best doesn't guarantee success. So. I say that to. I guess, encourage you to keep going because some of these people who aren't the best made a success out of their lives. So you might think your work is the best and you might get overlooked and passed by for something that's less quality than yours. But what if there's something, some other work out there that is still better than yours, but you fall into that next category where you're being sought after and being hired, just like the person that you thought was on a lower level than you. There's different levels to this game, different subjectivity, different eyes, different people looking. You don't know who's looking. What if it's what if one day some multi-billionaire just felt like spending a million dollars and saw one of your pieces of work and was like, you know what? F it. Today's the day I'm just gonna spend a million bucks. And they throw it out there and they find you and they spend a million bucks on you. That person that might be better than you is going to look at it like, I can't believe they chose you over me. I'm the best. No, doesn't guarantee success. So I say that to say, keep pushing, keep going, keep doing what you do because you just, you never know who's looking. You don't know who the judge is of success, but don't sit there and get on your high horse and think I'm the best. I'm the best. I'm the best. So that means I'm going to get picked up and no matter what, because you can also set yourself up for disappointment. You know, that's not to say that you shouldn't feel good about your work and promote yourself and feel confident that your work is going to be good because it does take a little bit of salesmanship, but don't over sell yourself or don't over convince yourself to the point where you think you're so good that everybody has to pick you up because you might end up playing yourself out of pocket. You might play yourself out the game. It was an episode I did a while back where I was talking about pricing yourself out the game. You no know, photographer. She's phenomenal. Excellent, 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 excellent photographer. But she felt her work was so good that she could charge an arm and a leg for her work. And the masses didn't agree, no matter how good she was. And I thought she was phenomenal. One of the best. But obviously did not guarantee success because she doesn't shoot anymore. You know? I mean, come on. And that's happened to a few of my photography friends a few and I know some songwriters too that made some beautiful music same thing happened to them they end up pricing themselves out the game because they thought I'm the best so I need to charge this look you got to find that sweet spot I don't know what your sweet spot is but I found my sweet spot it just depends on your demographic but don't let your idea of being the best turn to arrogance let it be confidence Let it be confident so you, when you put yourself out there, you can put yourself out there confidently and say, yeah, I created this and I can create more. This is what I do. This is who I am. I know I'm a good photographer, clothing designer, baker, singer, songwriter, poet, whatever, author, artist. I know I'm really good. I know I'm one of the best, if not the best. But at the same time, be sensible about it to where, for example, if, uh, everybody in your circle of business is charging a hundred dollars per ticket item. And then you walk in there and want a thousand. Yeah. You asking for a thousand might draw some attention and say, Oh, why are they asking for a thousand? They must be really sweet. Or it could backfire and be like, everybody else wants a hundred and you want a thousand man, please just like my thoughts on a Versace shirt. What's the average Versace shirt cost? I'm not going to even waste time looking it up on the internet, but just say an average Versace shirt costs what? 1200 bucks? I would imagine. 500 bucks? I don't know. I have zero clue. Zero clue. But what if somebody like me sees a shirt in the mall, maybe at Ross, you know, or 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 Macy's, you know, or Old Navy and I'm like this shirt is cool, 25 bucks. That's right where I need to be. Then I look down the hall, oh, this other shirt, Versace or whoever, and they want 1500 Wow, it's got to be better. Not necessarily true. Not necessarily true, man. So being the best does not guarantee success. Don't fool yourself into believing that because the disappointment can be career-ending. You know, when you're sitting there... Walking around with your chest chest out and saying, I'm the best, I'm the best, I'm the best, you can't tell me nothing. And then somebody comes and shows you different, that can be very discouraging, very disheartening. So keep the confidence, but leave the arrogance. You know what I mean? Stay confident in what you do. I mean, if you're not confident in what you do, you wouldn't be doing it now. You wouldn't have a website out to showcase your work. You wouldn't be trying to sell your work on online. You wouldn't be marketing your work if you didn't have the confidence. But Don't let that confidence turn to arrogance because that arrogance can turn a lot of people off to where they're like, yeah, you might've been the best, but I'm not messing with you because you're annoying. You get on my nerves, you know, you're, you're, you're feeling yourself so much. You know, you know what you like your work that much, keep it. I'll go buy something else somewhere else, you know? So being the best and again, don't let it discourage you just because you're the best doesn't mean you're going to be successful. You might get overlooked. I mentioned before in another episode, you could be one of the best actors or actresses out there. You put your headshot out there, and the casting agent is going through a pile, a mountain of headshots. And yours could have been the next one up, but they found somebody right before you. Don't give up. You might be the best. I'm sure there are actors out there better than Denzel. Actresses out there better than Holly Berry. I'm sure. Maybe, or... Octavia Spencer, she's a great actress, you know, but just because you're the best don't mean success. So develop a thick skin, because if you get turned down, even though you feel that you're the best, don't let being turned down. Don't let the nose in your career. Don't let being told no stop you because I've been told no so many stinking times is ridiculous. But here's the thing. Out of all the no, all all the times I've been told no, as much as it may sting and I'm sitting there like, man, back to the drawing board, let me see what's going on. What did I do right or what did I do wrong? I remember the yeses. I don't remember the no's. I could run down a list of everybody who said yes to me, but the people who said no, after I get past the sting, eh, whatever, man, it's done because this person said yes, I've completely forgotten about you saying no, you know? That's what keeps me going. That's what keeps me thinking, yeah, I might have been the best in this instance, but it didn't guarantee my success, but I'm going to keep on going because somebody eventually is going to say yes. It's the law of averages, you know? When I used to go out with my fellas, go talk to some girls, man. If I talk to 10 girls, one at least one's going to say yes. Or when I used to club promote, for every 10 flyers we pass out, if we get one person to show up to the club, that's success. That means nine people said no, but one person said yes. See what I'm getting at? See where I'm going with that? I hope you do. I hope you picked up the message. Hope you got what I'm trying to say to you. Ultimately, I'm just trying to say that even though you're good at what you're doing, it doesn't guarantee that you're going to be successful. But just because you're not successful in that instance, doesn't mean you're not going to be successful down the line. Keep going. Keep pushing. The simple adage. If it was easy, everybody would do it. If it was easy, everybody would be working from home. There wouldn't be any traffic on the freeways unless people were going to the beach or somewhere to hang out. Otherwise, there wouldn't be any traffic on the freeways with people stuck there in misery going to their 9 to 5s. I'm trying to help you get out of your 9 to 5, but I'm trying to tell you what to expect. Those no's. Those Moments where you feel that you're the best and you're looking at your work like, man, I killed it today. There's no way they're going to say no to this. And then they turn around and say no anyway. It's discouraging. It hurts. But you're in there. You're in the race. You're in the fight. But you can't win the fight unless you keep swinging. You might turn around and land that one lucky punch that knocked out Mike Tyson. It was very unlikely, highly unlikely, highly, highly suspect, highly unlikely, but It happened and somebody dropped the great Mike Tyson. So you could be the next one to throw that punch, throw that punch to the industry and boom. But until then, keep fighting, keep swinging. You might be the best right now, but that doesn't guarantee your success. And if it doesn't, don't let it discourage you. Keep on pushing until it does guarantee your success. Keep on pushing until even if it doesn't guarantee full immense success every yes is a success to me. Every yes is a win to me. So keep pushing past those no's and keep going, keep going. Just don't fool yourself into believing just because you're the best at this particular instance that you're going to be successful. I'm not telling you to, I'm just doing this to, to, to prepare you for when you get swung on for the most part, you know, cause it's disheartening. It, it hurts, but you gotta keep pushing, gotta keep going. Doesn't guarantee that you're going to be successful because you're the best right now, but it's, 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 it's yet to come. But you can't stop. Keep on pushing. And pretty soon, you'll have a podcast of your own telling me how to be more successful in my podcast. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha! And with that, I'm out of here. And this is Ahmed. I'm creative. Roberson with freelancing can i really make it yes you can and i will see you guys i always say see you guys i will actually i do say see you guys because when i promote this podcast i always do a little short little video clip that i post on facebook instagram linkedin and twitter so yeah i will see you guys today at noon well you already know it's noon or beyond noon because you've been listening to me but also next week at noon I will see you guys and talk to you guys then. All right. Have a good one.